Welcome to the War from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, send it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Well, the Grand Ole Opry is uh, one of the most enduring broadcasts of all time, originally having been uh, broadcast first time in 1925 and continuing through to this day. We didn't have any of the early war episodes available, though we did play a couple episodes of a rival program called the National Barn Dance. But now we're pleased to bring you a late war episode of the Grand Ole Opry. The original air date was August 4th of 1944, so let's go ahead and take a listen. From Nashville, Tennessee comes your Grand Ole Opry. Carol, the Duke of Paducah, Eddie Arnold, the Tennessee Plowboy, and a lot more. A half hour of fun music, folk songs, and good old mountain melodies. And now, here's the star of our show, the pride of Tennessee's Smoky Mountains, Roy Aker. Oh, well. Thank you, Louis Buck. Hello, friends. A show that means so much to the folks down south as home cooking does to a soldier. But talking never proved nothing, but thieves didn't prove a lot better. So just listen while the Smoky Mountain Boys play and sing an old railroad song called John Henry Was a Steel Driving Man.
Pounder Switch, Tennessee. There's a gal that keeps them supplied with hot air the year round. <laughs> well, here she is. Nothing, Minnie Pearl. a new girl. Oh, you know, you've all us here tell that love will find a way, but I never knowed he'd go so first to find brother. Oh, he's got him a, a new girl, and her name is Sassafras Pinkle. That there's her name. He's awful proud of her. I believe they're just right down serious. Oh, she's done took to writing to him. Of course, brother can't read, and so I told him that I'd read the letters to him if he wanted me to, and he wouldn't let me till I promised to stuff cotton in my ears. <laughs> but now I'm telling you, Pezzy, Pezzy, that there's my fellers. Pezzy, I don't want to get these girls and fellers mixed up. I know which one's mine. I hope he knows which one's his. Pezzy, he took one look at that girl of brothers, and he says to me, he says, Minnie Pearl, he says, that is the ugliest girl I've seen in my life. I said, well, Pezzy... Beauty's only skin deep. He says, well, for Pete's sake, let's skin her. <laughs> but you know, brother, he ain't never been no prince for looks. Now, I never will forget it. It's this last week it was. Well, it is at night. I think it is a Wednesday night. We're sitting out on the front porch cooling off. And there's Miss uh, Maddie Dulap. She come over to see us, and she's sitting there. And brother was sitting down on the edge of the porch, sort of chewing on a straw. And he looked so, he just looked so sad like. He just looked plumb for sook. Well, he's a sitting there, and Mammy, she got worried about him. She's a pretty sick or something. And she looked at Brother, and she says to Miss Maddie, she says, you know, I don't like the way Brother looks. I just don't like the way he looks at all. Miss Maddie, she looked at Brother, and she says, you know, I wasn't going to mention it, but he ain't much to look at, is he? <laughs> It's brother's hair. Now, I'll tell you about brother's hair. Ain't many men as fine bangs becoming. And brother's hair looks like it just grows all the way around in bangs. Looks like never could get it cut right. We tried every bowl we had in the kitchen. <laughs> we never could get his hair to look right. I remember when he was just a little boy. He was just growing up. Well, Uncle Algie come by. He was all time of doing a little trading around. He come by and had a sack of stuff there he'd been a trading for. And brother went in there and was kind of pawing through that stuff Uncle Algie had. And all of a sudden, he run across a looking glass. And we never heard such a screeching in all our lives. Brother was just a hollering and a yelling. We went in there and he was looking at that looking glass. He says, oh, look. He says, Uncle Algie has done brung home a wolf. <laughs> I'll be going now. I'll see you next time. <laughs>
old hickory singers have a song. It's a song called Old Shep. Yeah. 
come in spring. Plant me a patch of sorghum cane. I'll run molasses down them tater rolls. And when them taters begin to sprout, my humpback wife can dig them out, for I'm changing business all around. What you're going to do, you're sure going to change it, Uncle Rufus. That's Uncle Rufus's Brewster. I mean, Uncle Rufus Brewster, or Uncle Rufus's Rooster. Friends, you know some people have large families and some have small families. But here's a man who has more relatives than a 15-year-old rabbit. <laughs> who wrote that? The Duke of
And my cousin Judy, she got up on the platform, and she was voted the most beautiful. And then my cousin Susie, she got up on the platform, and she was voted the most graceful. And then my big fat wife got up on the platform, and she was voted the most. <laughs> now, now I know what it is that my big fat wife's got that other women ain't got. More. <laughs> And then that's the time for me to go back to the wagon. 
Miracle Mandarin with a hot weather tip for the ladies. Max says, put on your old gray bonnet.
the Armed Forces Radio Service. box 13 at greatdetectives.net. I welcome your story or that of loved ones who served during World War II. Ken Curlin provides our opening theme music, kencurlin.com. I am your host, Adam Graham. This uh, series is provided as a service of the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio, greatdetectives.net.